Hi all, I'm Dan Smigbrod, founder of the We Get Around Network Forum. Today is July 22, 2023, and you're watching WGAN-TV On Location. And our subject matter expert today, Hopscotch Interactive CEO, Chief Media Officer, Emily Ullman. Emily, thanks for being on the show today. Thanks, Dan. I'm so excited to be here. We are at 1890 West Paces Ferry Road in Atlanta, Georgia. This is a very, very luxury property that we are scanning and shooting today. And Dan, thank you for having me to show you sort of the way I approach the property and some of the thoughts that go into creating media for a property that is under construction. So this is an $8 million listing mm -hmm. in Atlanta, two acres, surrounded by woods, though in the middle of Atlanta. Just one question, because I, I know we'll get into this while we're doing Matterport Pro 3 scanning of this house. Yes. Three levels, ginormous outside, just to tease it, it's got three kitchens. 13,000 square feet seven bedrooms plus a cabana and nine bathrooms why would a developer want to scan the house in the middle of construction rather than waiting until it's totally done and pristine and beautifully staged well dan they're gonna have to watch the video to get all the answers to those questions so stick around we're gonna have a bunch of answers to that and many other questions throughout the video and thank you so much for watching don't forget to like and subscribe if you enjoy this video and uh, thanks so much. Stay tuned. Hi, Dan. Hi, Emily. Hi. Welcome to your $8 million listing to shoot today. <laughs> Hi, all. I'm Dan Smakebride, founder of the We Get Around Network Forum. Today is Saturday, July 22, 2023, and you're watching WGAN-TV on location. We have an awesome show for you today. We're going to walk through an $8 million house in Atlanta, Georgia with Hopscotch Interactive CEO and Chief Media Officer Emily Ullman. Hey Emily, good to see you. What are you doing? Tell us a little bit more about where we are and what you're going to do today. Thanks Dan. I'm, actually, it's amazing. I am. I'm standing here on West Paces Ferry Road in Atlanta, Georgia with you and so we are live and on site and it turns out that uh, my work has brought me to Atlanta this weekend and that there is a 13,000 square foot, $8 million under construction home uh, that I have uh, been in discussions with the developer about and uh, so we decided that we would come in and basically do some consulting on this property and look at what we could tackle it with in terms of media to see what can you do if you apply sort of you know critical thinking about the state of the property, uh, who your potential buyer is going to be, what state of uh, completion are they interested in purchasing the home in, does it need to be uh, finished, or you know, can we use media to tell the story? And so that's why I'm here and I'm gonna be using a few different kinds of documentation in the property. Photography, this is a tilt shift lens. I'm gonna start with photography because we've got some really nice light right now. And then I'm gonna to switch to Matterport and we're gonna use the Matterport Pro 3 to create a virtual tour from which we can do many, many things. 
Okay, so I'm first going to start with the uh, architectural photography because I feel like this is really the way to, to work my way into thinking about the home. When you're doing Matterport, sometimes you are, you know, you're kind of locked in to what you shoot with the Matterport. But if you start with your photos, then you might be looking through the lens and you might be really concentrating on a space. And so starting with the DSLR means that if something is wrong, but I didn't notice it, um, I'm not so stuck with it. I can retake that photo and it's not showing everything. If I start with Matterport, then no matter what, if I already, like if I wanted to move a couple of paint buckets, but I had already started moving through the space, but uh-oh, I didn't see them until it was too late or lights were off, then I'm just, I'm sort of missing the opportunity to get it right the first time. So that's why I like starting with stills. It really helps me sort of ease into the scene and composition. Yeah, so let's go, let's take a look. <laughs> Already just approaching this uh, with the lighting here, um, my curiosity has me wondering if the lights on the second floor turn on. So I'm going to just run over here, Dan, and see if we can get these lights up on the second floor on this, this area to be working. They might not be on. It looks like the lighting is maybe not totally done up here, but I'm not sure. Yeah, the switches are told they're not complete. So there are parts of the property that don't have completed electrical. And so if the electrical is not complete, it's okay. There's enough ambient light in here and I have some flash, so I think we'll be okay. But that was my question. That's again, like why I'm coming through with the camera first, the DSLR is to tackle it from a composition standpoint. So, all right, well, let's go back downstairs and I can get started. When you're looking at it for architectural photography, I'm looking at the lines, I'm looking at the light, I'm looking at if I'm gonna shoot a vertical or a horizontal or what kind of a composition is going to be the most compelling to someone. And then also imagining that that image can be kind of composited into a render. Uh, and so a partial render or even like maybe a full render, but that we can see the natural daylight of the space. So that's why if you look here right now, there's so much gorgeous light coming through. Now the windows are covered, which is, which is not great, but, um, it doesn't mean that I won't have like really nice space here that I can showcase. So I'm going to just get started taking a few photos. All right. And the first one I want to take is of the foyer because I think, um, again, like when I'm looking at this space, I get this, this front door is not finished, but the, uh, the thing that I'm seeing is that we have this the beautiful woods right out here. And so I want to show, I want to show what this house looks like and like what its best features are. So here we'll get started on this. Let's see. And I'm shooting on a, this one is just a 60 Mark II because it, I knew that it wouldn't let me down uh, in terms of the connection with my tilt shift lenses. Some of the tilt shift lenses have been 
giving errors uh, on the um, R, on the R series mounts. And so this is going to just be perfect for uh, us doing the, um, the tilt shift photography and, it, and it's the right adaption the, or the right mount. So I'll uh, get started here. Cool. Yeah, this is gonna be really nice. Like all of this is gonna just show exactly the things that will make this property special for someone who wants the grandeur. Um, like that staircase over there is just epic. Now, I see that my car is in the way, but that's okay. I'm not gonna worry about that so much right at this moment. And then this is deserving of a vertical. Have you ever done tilt shift photography, Dan? I haven't. No? Well, I highly recommend it for anyone working in real estate. It is my favorite um, because it just gives us so much, um, so much control over the, it just gives us so much control over the composition, especially with high ceilings especially with vertical lines. And if you're using a wide angle lens on a home this size, like the distortion is overwhelming. So you don't want it to look too distorted. You still want to have a nice wide shot to show that there's a lot of space, but the best thing you can do is approach it from a, from the perspective of, Hey, like have the finished shot in mind before you start taking the picture in the first place. Um, so that's why we did our walkthrough. That's why we walked around and we like got a feel for the place. And I, I was already like thinking of here's a shot I want to take. Here's a shot. Here's a shot that I want to take. So yeah. So that's good. Yeah, I love this. Yeah, these are great. Um, maybe one more here. We kind of got. I think that this shot is really iconic for this home because the, the thing that's happening here is that we've got the trees, we've got the light, and, and who doesn't love a spiral staircase? It just says grandeur and elegance 
and wealth. And anybody who wants to buy this home is looking for um, making that kind of an impression for somebody like you've made it. <laughs> okay, so um, let me back it up. Let's see, this is our, our foyer shot, our entrance shot. Um, so this is again a very critical shot here and the only thing I want to do is make sure that I'm totally in focus and again I'm shooting natural light here but this is a space where probably we could use a little flash or I could come back. So I might come back and do that next. Uh, I'll do this again, but let's come out here and do this shot. Yeah, the little patch of blue sky there is so lovely. The higher speed around the corner. Tidy up. Not like it matters that much, but it matters enough. Do you have any questions, Dan, about the process? I don't. Now, did you do uh, photography when you had your services business too, or was it just 360s? I feel like you were doing um, Matterport. You were doing Matterport, right? Uh -huh. Did you never offer photography as well? No. Why was that? Uh, we just focused on doing Matterport and agents used other companies yeah. to do photos and video. Yeah. That worked um, fine. That's good. Okay. I'm going to actually, since the light is, see the light went away on that uh, little space there. And I wonder, yeah, it didn't quite show up in that last shot. It was already a little bit going away. So let me just wait a second and see if the cloud moves. Okay. I can't say today that you could do that. Uh, this goes back to 2014 when I bought right. the Matterport Pro 1 camera, July of 2014. So there really, in Atlanta, there weren't really any other photographers doing Matterport. Right. So today, though, if you were starting a business, you couldn't do just Matterport. A real estate agent has too many no. choices from too many Photographers oh, that offer photos, video, Matterport, drone, right. exactly. floor plans, etc. Here we go. Did you see that? Yeah. So that was a moment where, what did it take? Just a minute for us to kind of revisit this space with all of the light. And so that was, that was a very good choice uh, for us to, to try and get this right and not to rush it. Uh -huh. Glad I could help you with the light there. Thank you so much, Dan. You're <laughs> awesome. I feel like many, you, you're the one. Many times, uh, you know, you're just here for however long you're here, but you don't have the luxury of, um, of having the ability to time it so well. So that is that can be stressful when you want to go fast, but you can't. Um, because you gotta like wait for things to actually hit and be proper. Now, every has its good side, kind of like us. We have our 
our good side. Make sure you shoot me from my good side. <laughs> All the good side. Thanks, Dan. All the good side. Um, but because of that, uh, it's really important that we we give the room a really thorough um, look to make sure that we're getting everything we need to be able to show it in its best light. This. Again, we were talking about the staircase being iconic for this property. This is also iconic for this property, this, uh, this space here. And there's almost like a facade on the front of that part of the, that wing of the house. So don't really know what's happening there. But I can tell you that this light is very interesting. And... And this looks awesome. So I'm not necessarily looking for like, a, I'm not necessarily looking for the um, shots to be like, here's the bedroom, here's the living room. I'm really just looking for what are the, what are the most beautiful things that if I were the, um, wait, I'm gonna go this way. Well, what, what's hard to appreciate is we are in a living room Yes. With almost two levels of windows opening up to a swimming pool still to be built. That's right. And we, we are really in the city of Atlanta, and yet this is house is an escape from the city in that from the backyard, all you see is green or the water or they come into the waterfalls. Yeah, it's nuts. So... Uh, the whole back of the house opens up to the backyard, to the pool, to the waterfalls, and uh, we can't really appreciate it with, with the uh, uh, protective plastic on the windows. We can't, but clean. we can look for shots like, I don't know if you can see this, Dan, but the reason like I, a shot like this matters is because, can you? Yeah, I don't think we can see Can't that. see it as yeah. well? Here. Yeah. Well, we'll see it when we process it. Yeah. Yeah, the light's beautiful. The light is beautiful. The light is stunning. And so even though we have somewhat of an obscure view of this here, you can already start to imagine like it's going to be spectacular. It's just going to be spectacular. So also from this direction, unfortunately, I, I won't shoot it that way because it'll be like covered up, but we can shoot it this way. And I have definitely got a thing for the uh, in this home, I think using the uh, 17 millimeter, I'm just blocking the light here. So I'll leave it a car. But using the 17 millimeter tilt shift will help me show just how big these rooms are and how special they are. So, yeah, that's really good. Um, we're going to have to shoot a little bit outside also. Um, we'll get there in a second. I think the main rooms to show off uh, are going to be here. So, hi. Hello. This is Luke Denny. Hi, Luke. Hello, how are you guys? We're good. We're just talking about uh, some of the thoughts as we walk through the property, and this is this is your house. It is. We bought it uh, in 2021, and thought it was 9,000 square feet, and ended up being 13,000 square feet. So, a little bigger than we first expected, but. Some amazing, amazing existing pool and outdoor structures that um, just made it really attractive to it. 
look at it from an investment standpoint. So you guys, you bought the property in 2019, you said? 2021. Oh, 2021, 2021. And you thought it was 9,000 square feet. Where were the other square feet hiding? It was just the, the game with tax records and, and, and oh. how, how it was. Um, it was here the whole time. It just <laughs> no one had measured it properly. Right? Oh my gosh. And so we didn't add any square footage. Um, we adjusted the layout of uh, the structures, um, but the square footage we added was nominal. Yeah. And just realigning the front door entrance and then the opening up the glass to be two stories in the main living room. So nice, nice. The, the, the rest of the rooms were the size that they are, right? Which is huge. <laughs> they're all, they're very large rooms, but we have seven bedrooms yep. and we have nine bathrooms. Is that correct? Yeah, there's another one in the cabana and, another, and three laundry rooms. Yep. There's three laundry rooms? Yep. So Where are the laundry rooms? There's one um, off the kitchen here. Okay. One. And then there's one in, upstairs above here where the, for the, the, main bedrooms and then there's one in the cabana for the pool and the towels associated with right. that. Right. So then you just need the towels at the pool. Right. You don't need to bring them back into the house. That's that's like a hotel. This is like really like a hotel, right? It is, right? And so even the the size of it you have, you know, you have a, a double size swimming pool, a koi pond, and a beach volleyball court all in your backyard. So we haven't even gotten to the beach volleyball <laughs> court yet. I'm so, so excited. And there's multiple kitchens, right? So there's this kitchen, there's a kitchen on the other side of the wall. The other side of the wall is called a scullery. Okay, the scullery a, or butler's pantry. Yeah, butler's pantry. pantry. And so they've become very important in high-end homes in the South because you have, if you're a party, you have a party or entertaining, you can be out here and then you can have, you know, help and support doing that. Uh -huh. Or during the day, you don't have to mess up the main kitchen here, right? You mm. can use the, the scullery. To, to For your microwaving, some popcorn. Yeah. yeah. Got it, got it. It's pretty impressive. Right. So, okay, so we talked about high-end homes being uh, a thing here in this area a little bit. Talk to me about the ideal, you know, the ideal resident for this property. Is it a family? Is it a, isn't it another, like a, a, like a wealthy investor? Right. Or what do you think is gonna be the best? I think this area is, is known for its schools okay. right so that's one of the components that the, the, the good private schools are within you know striking distance of here so that's a lot of the draw of this mar market mm -hmm. and area you don't feel like you're in the city but you're right there and easy to get to bucket mm -hmm. which is the financial center um and so that our belief is that someone that has kids will in all in, in, in a wealthy you know couple that has three or four kids that need a place is one solution uh, someone else I was looking at was a multi-generational. Oh. And so they had three generations and so they were looking at it as, okay, the grandparents could have the main floor or the bottom floor mm -hmm. and, and have that space. The main living space would be for everyone. And then there's a junior suite upstairs that could be, you know, uh, use it, use it in loss as well. So wow. that's, it, that's been the, the, the approach. It's so big. And could you really have three different generations living here? And it, I think that could well. Like almost as if they had their own home. I mean, Dan yeah. and I, when we went downstairs, that was kind of the thing. He was like, yeah. this is a whole new house. It is, right? It's a, yeah. it's a, it, a New York resident would look at that and be like, this is the largest, you know, studio apartment ever. Ever. It's, it's got everything you need there. <laughs> totally. Right? It's incredible. Yeah, so. And we'll take a look outside in just a minute, but uh, tell me, what has the, um, like, what has got you thinking about using like Matterport and photography at this stage, since we're still under construction? 
I know that you are forward thinking, you know, technology friendly, tech, you know, very um, forward thinking entrepreneur. So tell me what you thought uh, when you knew that I was going to be here and I could bring the gear. Like, what, are, what do you think that you'll be able to do that you haven't been able to do so far? It's really showing that vision of what the end product is while it's in progress, right? And so not everyone can read a set of drawings and not everyone can understand the three-dimensional space of that. And mm -hmm. so finding a way to use technology to kind of piece that vision together mm -hmm. is, you know, as someone who does this for a living, we're looking at this and how do we get better at that and mm -hmm. showing people what it's going to be. You know, it's great to be able to sell it once it's fully staged and once it's fully operating, but as a developer, you'd like to also be able to show people that along the way and take Absolutely. them on that journey. Yeah. And we can also show it to your investors, right? And investors, even, yeah. but, but even the workers, right? Even the people that are involved in this, it helps them see it, right? So, you know, we have some just sketches on the wall so they see what the end product is and they get bought into it as well. And mm -hmm. so there's a big, uh, my, in my personal belief too, is that, that tech, when, when we built this, that disconnect between size, it wasn't just that, it was the as-built conditions for mm. a lot of the challenges. So even building 3D models, you see the cabinet makers, they all did it, right? Every, right. every one of these is is in Revit, and, and yeah. but it's, there's no way to put it there to show it in process and in progress. Exactly, so we have the potential for using uh, visualizations, so 3D visualizations, we have the potential for using augmented reality to overlay imagery into a scene or into the space yep. itself. Uh, we're gonna have uh, the data, the spatial data for this location, and we're also gonna have all the visual data for this location, which we can use to create new renders or new media. And we're also documenting a moment in time of like, here's today's date, and here's yep. what it looks like today. And at our next check-in, what's it gonna look like? Because we're not moving walls anymore. Nope. We're just finishing, finishing. we're yeah. finishing up, we're finishing up. But I think it's also interesting that Atlanta has become more of a draw from a, the US coming and, mm -hmm. and even globally coming. So there is an audience that uh, I'm not, I'm a believer that our local real estate team isn't focused on, but these houses are selling to world renowned people, not just locals anymore, right? And so that media is important to getting them to see it as well. Right? I agree with you. I think that Atlanta is an up and coming market that has so much to offer. I'm so impressed yeah. by being here and I can see why the draw is huge. It's green, uh, it's, it's spacious, there's good schools, there's great culture, there's good food, there's like all these things going for it and it's easy to travel to other places, East mm -hmm. Coast. The airport is, airport. Yeah, makes, it, makes it easy to do a lot of things. And so that buyer, that prospective person, mm -hmm. as well as, you know, um, my business partner, Mark, is a, is a home builder and does these custom homes of mm -hmm. this size, right? Mm -hmm. And so just being able to show people and help them through that process of here's the process that it takes, mm -hmm. with it being our own, we can do that a little more freely than if it was some individual that is a custom home that wanted to show them. Luke, can you talk about the, the backyard and the uh, floor to ceiling windows? Yeah, so one of the, the landscaping was one of the elements that was here. It was a, a I call it a double-sized lagoon pool. It is a lagoon. With yeah. a swim-up bar and with a jacuzzi and also with a koi pond. And so those elements, the structure was there, you know, and just repurposing them and getting them to be not like Back to the Future, but more like 2023. <laughs> you can see the pictures from before. 
this house was very well designed for a period of time, which was in the past. And so the backyard to me is the belief was that was a selling point. Like the bones are here. It's a matter of how do we get it to be able to fit into the setting. And there's, I think one of the, one of the strange things, the neighborhood is this little caveat that you can actually bow hunt in your backyard in, Atlanta, in the city of Atlanta if you really wanted to, and there's deer walking around. And so it Wait, is, you can bow hunt deer in your backyard here? Legally? Little, legally in a little section up here. Yeah, that's, that's, that is possible. Hunter's right? paradise. <laughs> right. Fresh, none I wouldn't suggest it necessarily, but that's, <laughs> it's, it, you're in the city limits. Yeah. You're completely, feel like you're in the country. My kids are like, this isn't Atlanta, dad. This is, this is the countryside. So. It is. It really is. And that makes it very much in a state that is unparalleled in other places in the country because you have all of the things that you've just mentioned, uh, but then you also have this this country feeling, but um, like very close to the city center. So I can't wait to do the media for you. I'm excited to yeah. be here. And I mean, the, the thing that I want to do is to help Luke sell this house. Right. You know, we want to have, help Luke, the developers, the the broker, the the team. Uh, you know, make their investment. Uh, you know, basically shorten that sales cycle for them. And so that's what we're doing right now is we're going to try and help them with uh, with the media. And I'm excited to get started. Would, would part of your hope uh, be that you might be able to get more offers sooner for the most money, even before you've put another $500,000 into the house and maybe sell it? Yeah, I mean, in the real world, there's carrying costs of the project. So finding uh, the right buyer, and if they wanted to modify or do some changes too, they could do that, right? And so that's the win-win of trying to get it done and get find a buyer that they can put their personal taste on it. I'm convinced that whoever buys this is going to want to do a few other things too, right? Someone who buys a house of this magnitude says, here's what I like, add this or that. And so that's that's the belief of showing the vision so that someone can be involved earlier in that process. Mm -hmm. You um, mentioned some of the technology. As we walked around, we saw a lot of floor, books of floor plans. Are those all printouts from Revit models? Is, is the entire plan uh, originally designed in CAD? It's in CAD. We had some learning curves of our architecture team didn't put them into Revit and they used some different backgrounding, which was really a struggle in getting some of the, um, we used box browning to do some, some, I guess, virtual imagery. And that process was more cumbersome than it should have been. So there, we had some lessons learned on next project we do. Let's start with the baseline where we are going to do that, right? And so, so that you could simply output construction drawings yeah. as well as to have the three D models to right. help a, a company like Hopscotch Interactive. Uh, and this um, is in in the commercial world. Is my background is that's readily done, right? And so the the sophistication when you get to residential is a little different, right? And so it's bringing those technologies that you see in commercial to residential, there's a gap, right? There, there's two different spectrums of how you use this information. In Atlanta, I've yet to see a property that has a true virtual, you know, marketing plan, right? Even even if it's a existing home that's fully furnished, there's, mm. there's very little excitement about technology. So there's real opportunity, I think, to use this 
across the board. Yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a it's an opportunity to bring the new technology here, and it's also an opportunity for you, I think, to differentiate this property vis-a-vis -vis others. And so, yeah, Dan. I mean, hopefully, it will help them like save money. It will help them with visualizations. And I am imagining that uh, you know this as a case study for future developments uh, that you might do. Would then also you could learn from that, so that the next time that they do another project, they're going to have learned even uh, more from this one that they can apply in the next yeah. in the next one. Well, uh, Luke, you mentioned that. Uh, it would be great to have a potential buyer even before the house is finished so that they would have an opportunity to customize it perhaps for their needs. I could imagine that if you have it in a CAD format or much of the house in the CAD format, that would just make it that much easier for, for buyer to do the modifications faster, easier. Uh, yeah, and so like even, even behind you, this wall here is purposely built so if someone wanted to open these two rooms up, it's built in a manner that it can be removed. Mm. Right? And, and these two rooms could be adjacent. We chose to, to build it in a manner that separated so you have a, a wall for artwork and for TVs mm. in this area. Mm -hmm. Some some folks want it differently. Um, upstairs in the top of the landing, there was a debate on how someone would use that space. In, in the, in the, when you come upstairs and then to the right. Yeah, there's yeah. a landing, there's mm -hmm. a large area. And, and what, it, there's a plan that we have to enclose that if you wanted a second full office, right? If there was two CEOs that you know bought this house and there's maybe both two places to work that are enclosed, or if you were using that as a sitting area for the junior suite. So there's some flexibility that we have to make decisions on, but you know, the next, whoever does buy it might say, this is who I am, can we adjust it for this? Awesome. So awesome. So, and remind us of the address so people know exactly where they are if they want to look up the property on uh, MLS. It would be 1890 West Paces Ferry. 1890 West Paces Ferry. So, 1890 West Paces Ferry is already something that they can view online, but yep. if they go to I would say like within the next couple of weeks, we'll be getting more media up that will be showcasing everything we've done today. So I'm really excited about that. And yeah, let's take a look at some of these other oh, parts of the nice. house. Nice, show you. Yeah, can't wait to see it. So we finished up our photo shoots and now we're moving on to Matterport. I'm really glad that we did that because we saw some things that we wanted to change so that by the time we were doing Matterport, we were able to uh, come at it and tackle it uh, exactly the way we wanted to. Um, one of the wishes for this property is to have us be able to scan indoors and outdoors. So I'm going to actually start by opening up one of the doors here, which is going to be the main one we use to get outside. Uh, so I'm just going to prop this door open, even though we have air conditioning. How do you feel about that, Luke? <laughs> Maybe we should prop it open later. I just realized in Atlanta, we can't do that. Normally I would just leave the door open, but maybe, okay, Dan, note to self, when we get to this this room, then we open the door. Okay, jeez. All right, do over. So normally I like to start on the ground floor, but since I know that this is the most um, like advantageous light for us to start in, I'm just gonna start the scan here um, in this foyer uh, because I think it'll be easier for you to see me and for the for the shots to go well. So uh, I'm just doing a little quick uh, level by by eye. Uh, I'm not using a level on this. I find that this camera maybe you have to add a level here beneath this mount. 
um, or have it attached to your to your tripod to have there be an easier way to level it. But I find that this seems to lose its level for me a little bit more than the Pro 2 just because of the way that the camera, like it is and the way that it's shaped. So now I'm just gonna go and hide. We're gonna do our Matterport thing we do, which is run away from, run away from the camera. So many people have asked me like over the years what I like to use. This is a Sub 5, Amazon purchase, Sub 5. And I use it for carrying around my uh, iPad. This is an iPad Pro 2020 with LiDAR. It was like the first one that came out with LiDAR. So I bought that and uh, it's been doing great. And since Matterport changed its... Um, File management, that has been amazing because I've been able to offload a ton of stuff from this and have it uh, be freeing up space on my iPad. So I, I was really glad that they did that. That was one of my huge pain points for a long time. So uh, we're just looking to make sure that our Wi-Fi is connected to the Matterport. Here we go. We're good. Connectivity, not so much of an issue in a property like this uh, because, you know, we're inside. Maybe once we start going outside, we'll have some more connectivity issues. But I think for now, it'll be fine. And what can I tell you? I'm using the Pro 3. And the reason I'm using the Pro 3, again, is just it's going to look the best and it's going to be able to let me scan the high ceilings, go more quickly, and be able to go indoors and outdoors. I'm doing the highest end luxury property in Atlanta, I'm not gonna use the you know mid-tier or a low-tier Matterport for that. So that's my that's my take on it. And that, that first scan's already done. Okay, so we're just gonna position it. My goal with the scan is not to be so attention to detail oriented on the dollhouse, Dan, because the dollhouse is important, but what is more important is your overall just uh, impression of the completeness of the state of the as-built conditions and uh, a sense of the space. I feel like I'm in a dental hygienist office and she's taking my x-ray and stepping away from me. <laughs> It kind of is like that, isn't it? Okay, so this is a very important shot here uh, where, again, we don't have all the lights on, but we have enough lighting. I'm centered here on the, uh, on the entry space. Let's maybe go hide over here. I can always fill in the uh, spaces like, you know, I kind of, can see that it it cut off that corner there because it still is only scanning in a single direction and and then it's not able to see on the other side of the wall but that's okay it doesn't really matter do, do you ever uh rotate behind the matterport pro 3 camera too fast for you um outside but it's too fast i don't i don't do it i could do it and if i did it it would probably not save me that much time, to be honest, because I feel like 
what happens is that then if you have to redo a scan, the time that it takes for you to redo that scan, <laughs> the time it takes for you to redo that scan is not worth, it's not worth it, right? Because then you have to delete it, you have to start it over, and that's where you get the lag. And I feel like it also starts to mess up the integrity of the, um, uh, of the minimap. And so when the minimap has like over, like overlapping um, imagery, I find it's just less clean to work on. These are bigger jumps than I would normally do. You can see that the footprint of the camera is more of like a, a rounded square than a somewhat so something like a circle. And also the dots are, are you know, they're square instead of circle. So that's how you, I think you differentiate your Pro 3 scan that way. I take that back. We're gonna take it right here. The reason we're gonna take it here is because this is really a key, a key shot. Um, I could jump right in front of the fireplace and be in the center of the room, but from a navigation standpoint and your impression of this space, you naturally go from here to the other side of the wall. It's just where you're gonna stop. So that's why I'm going to do that. So you have an iPad case mm -hmm. that lets you hold it with your hand mm -hmm. or hold it with the strap. Mm -hmm. And is there a preference of when you use it um, to carry it around your shoulder versus using the strap? Uh, yeah, maybe. Um, or are you if able I'm to move an... the camera fine just holding it with one hand and picking the camera, the tripod and the camera up with the other hand? Well, you bring up an excellent point, Dan. And <laughs> the excellent point is that if we were in a commercial office space where I had to open doors and I was like using both hands, yeah. then I would really prefer the strap. But if I can move around this space by just, um, you know, using a camera like this, moving it like this, then I don't need the strap right now. So it's fine, just like the way that it is. What else do you think? I also have the Apple Pencil. Uh, I'll tell you why I love the Apple Pencil here. So the Apple Pencil improves things like when you're going to be in between scans um, marking your windows. So I wanna add that window. It's just so much more precise to add that window marking uh, using the pencil. So uh, this, was a, this was a big improvement and I don't know why it took me so long to get one. They're only $99. And when I got that, it was like much more enjoyable to uh, put these in. You can use it to navigate. You don't have to use your, your fingers and it just works better. get to a crossroads or a spot where I can go, you know, two directions, um, I'm gonna place the scan, instead of just jumping right into here, I'm gonna put it here so that there's line of sight between these two points as well. So I'm sort of thinking ahead to where I'm gonna place my camera next, um, maybe two or three moves down the road um, 
as part of my thought process on this. What do you think? Are you listening for the camera to finish rotating? Or are you looking at your iPad when it finishes I'm rendering? I'm just listening. I'm just listening. I don't look at the render. I don't look at the render because the render matters less. I mean, the, it'll process in the background whether or not I'm waiting for it. Um, that said, if you're fatigued and you're waiting a long time, or you're doing a lot of scans, not that you're waiting, but that you're doing a lot of scans and you get tired, then uh, sometimes you just wanna stare at that rather than listen or it's harder to listen. So yeah, I would say uh, pay attention to the sound more than this because once it's gone around, it doesn't, it, it'll, you'll know if it didn't work. It'll, it'll pop something up when you go to look at it next time. So I think it's not that big of a deal. What do you think the, I mean, having done a lot of scans and talked to a lot of people, do you find that there are other approaches to it or? Uh, I would say some of the questions are, is the camera height, have you, did you, in, the, in this space, it's so, the ceilings are so tall, I'm not sure it matters where you, at what height you put the camera, but did you consciously, or does your tripod automatically go to a certain height that you like to scan with? Um, just like, an, I just sort of set it at a, at a height that I'm comfortable with. Okay. One thing that is interesting between the Matterport versus like a Zillow tour, and this is very great about Matterport and why I like it as a scanning device as opposed to Zillow for making floor plans. Because, And here's a really um, important reason, I think, um, to point out is that if you're using it for, if you're using a Zillow and a Ricoh Theta Z1, the device has no spatial data innately, right? It's just a 360. And so if you have uh, it connected to an iGUIDE, the iGUIDE will get that data um, and will get the map data. And it won't matter if you change the height uh, because the LiDAR sort of mostly functions independently from that. Um, even though it's still two-dimensional, uh, but with Matterport, since it's scanning three-dimensional, I, don't, I, I guide, don't want to slow you up because you you probably have heard the scan stop. Yeah. So uh, don't worry about that. Don't don't. I mean, but I I hear you. Okay. So so but and in fact, when when you uh, press the button mm -hmm. and then when you hear it stop, why don't you let us know? Oh, okay. Uh, thanks, man. So the thing I was trying to. Uh, kind of illustrate for you guys though is that the Matterport is scanning 3D so if you need to go back and you need to continue a scan that you stopped or started this is to your point about the tripod height oh, oh god don't fall in there okay. he almost fell in there but he's okay, okay. Um, thank you but uh, sorry Dan uh, <laughs> oh yikes but the um, the, the monopod height or the tripod height that you're running your Z1 on can't change because it's based, a calibration is based on your first scan with the marker and then you cannot change the height because it's computing that floor plan based on them all being consistent. So if you change it and you go back, then you really do have to either mark on your monopod or remember your exact height. Matterport is it's a non-issue. You can adjust the height all over your, everywhere you go 
so you don't have to worry about it. And I find that that is very comforting, especially in a property like this that is absolutely ginormous. Tell us when you're pressing the button. Okay, and I'm pressing the button. <laughs> don't back up into, uh, uh, please don't back up into anything. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so that, that's one of the things that I like about the Matterport system is that the scanning uh, for the floor plan will be the same no matter whether or not you're at two feet or 16 feet. Uh -huh. I, I can't imagine in this space you're going to change the height of the camera. Is there a time that you do change the height of the Matterport Pro 3 camera? Yes, you do. You adjust it all the time when you're on stairs. So um, I don't know if this will work. Let's try it. Um, so when you're adjusting it going up and down stairs, like so in this home, I'm going to have some uh, spiral stairs to go up and down, and that's going to make things a little bit trickier for me. And so I will be making some adjustments, but it won't matter for the integrity of the uh, 3D model mm -hmm. or the floor plans. Yeah, so that's good. Uh, when else might you change the height? You mentioned staircase. Staircases. Anytime in bathrooms? You're trying to keep the camera out of the bathroom mirror and lowering it below? Some people do that. Some people do that. I don't do that. I feel like uh, I know that that would great, probably be a very professional way of, of doing it, but I just haven't. I have never, I've never really needed to do that. Although, yeah, that would be exactly when you would You're do okay it. with the cameras in the mirror and your, okay. your clients are okay. And it's like, We're oh, cool. people go, oh, well, that's the camera that they use to create this. Okay, that's cool. We're and, totally cool. Yeah. We're totally cool. Let me just close the door. And I'm going to hit the button. I feel like it's like Vogue's 72 questions meets Matterport scanning. I don't know if you know the... 72 questions with Vogue, but they sort of like walk around with somebody and then ask them a bunch of questions and then, but they're like getting ready for dinner or something. I, I know you think this is WGAN TV live on WGAN TV on location, but this is actually Vogue. Vogue. It's actually a Vogue shoot. It's actually a Vogue shoot. <laughs> I just feel like we should be bringing more glamour to this work. <laughs> I think I'm going to skip going that way. You can see from there how, how nice it is. Okay. So we'll just try and, I'm trying to do the minimum number of scans and still get good coverage. Okay. So that and, we- And uh, Luke, we found the bathtub, right? <laughs> Did you fill that with water? <laughs> Did you just do that? No, it was, it was full. It was full of water? Yeah. Why is it full of water? We got to test it about a week, right? So I don't know why we did it without anyone being here. Yeah. Whoa! I'm glad that no toddlers just discovered this right. house. <laughs> All right, so one more here. This is our primary, extraordinary bedroom, right? The bathroom. Are you in the shot? Okay. Fire in the hole. So we're 15 scans in and everything's going great. Like we've already probably covered at least, you know, 1,500, 2,000 square feet. That's awesome. So my estimates using the Pro 3 
in a commercial space are that I can scan about 5,000 square feet in, a, in an hour. So this home's 13 to 15,000 plus the exterior spaces. I would estimate that it would take me three to four hours to scan this house because everything's spacious. Well, the interior is 13,000 square feet. Yeah. Yes. So that's a, that's a lot of feet to cover. That's a lot of feet to cover. Is it easier to scan without the furniture or is A million this... times easier. How did you know? Yeah, it's a million times easier. It's a million times easier because if you're scanning with furniture in here, um, it's more. It's more, it's like a sofa sometimes equals a door. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Let's see how we're doing. Is this a... This is a primary closet. This is a walk-in closet. closet. I was like wondering whether this... I was wondering if this was a, a, a second a second or third kitchen in the house. There are three kitchens, I think. But yeah. I was wondering if that was a kitchen and that was the I'm area for the sure. rain. Okay, okay, I'm going to shoot that. That was a closet. Okay. A closet. What do you think your We Get Around Network... Uh, audience is trying to still learn about the pro three. Oh, I would say, uh, what's it like to scan? Because the, yeah, because the only time that someone actually gets to experience real time scanning is perhaps by watching WGAN TV, okay. where we follow a Matterport service provider who's doing scanning and we typically will yeah. show that in real time so yeah. that someone who's trying to make a purchase decision has some sense of, well, what's it like to scan? Exactly. And then you look at a, a marketing video that's 30 seconds or a minute or mm -hmm. not 90 seconds, and you simply can't tell, like, well, what's it like in real time? And yeah. what kind of problems did you encounter? And how far are you moving the camera? And how, what is the tripod height? And, and what does your iPad setup look like? Do you have just the iPad? Do you have a case around the iPad? Mm. Are you using an iPad pencil? Or are you using a, an iPad that has a heavy duty case that also has a shoulder strap that gives you an option to hold it by hand? Maybe can you put the, cam the, the iPad tablet down? Yeah, so yeah. you have to be able to uh, change gears at any time. That's why I like using the case. I've always used cases. I feel like I'm literally nervous if I don't use case and I'm on a shoot. Uh, I can't tell you how many times that the case has been helpful, but at the same time, just making sure there's nothing behind you, but making sure that you, you know, the only other thing that I would usually take to a shoot for a Matterport for most use cases is a, a dolly, a tripod, ah, a tripod could, dolly. Could you have used a dolly here? Maybe. Yeah, I totally could have, but it would still have been annoying. Yeah, it would not necessarily have like sort of made it faster. Well, per perhaps because the Matterport Pro 3 camera is much lighter than the Matterport Pro 2 camera, is your sense that it's just easier to pick this up and move it? Tripod and camera all in one shot versus perhaps? The is a negligible difference. What yeah. makes a bigger difference is if you have an aluminum versus a carbon fiber tripod. Ah, what are you shooting Watch with? your step again. Watch oh, your step thank again. You, thank um, you. 
This is a carbon one. Okay. I, I could have brought the aluminum hey, one. Incidentally, Emily just saved my life there, so thank you, Emily. Appreciate no problem, it. Dan. The, um, the, uh, what would you call those? The uh, air conditioning vents in the floor haven't goodness. been covered yet, so I have to actually keep an eye out. Because he's walking backwards or, while uh, we're filming. And, and Emily's keeping an eye out for me. So <laughs> I have to remember you. to do that now. Thank but you. Uh, thank, thank exactly. You. No. Uh, so which, which tripod are you using? Uh, I see it's there's some Maybe I could borrow those. I could just stick, yeah. stick my... My tripod like on so those. So are you using a carbon? This is a carbon fiber one. Actually, I think the person that recommended this to me a couple years ago might have been Chris Petraco. And this is lighter. Yes, it's lighter. I actually like the weight and of a heavier tripod, to be honest, much yeah. more. Um, but I didn't want to bring that in my suitcase. It did fold up a little bit more tightly, yeah. but I felt like in terms of flying so i flew here with all my gear yeah. and so flying You're here from the greater san francisco bay area exactly and we're exactly. in atlanta today yeah so san francisco i flew in from yesterday and i didn't want to have as i wanted to keep my bags as light as possible so i didn't bring all everything but i brought this because it just this is how it it lives and then the camera um, and then the camera fit in my backpack and the the tripod fit in my suitcase so you didn't need to do any checked luggage. It didn't give you any angst in, in that regard. I checked one bag, but it was no angst. Yeah. No angst at all. And uh, over time, scanning with different tripods, yeah. uh, when you initially buying tripods, were you going through them and like, oh, I just broke one. Oh, I just broke one. Or, and then had to decide, oh, maybe it's worth investing in a little bit better tripod with no, you just said, I, I don't mind replacing them. I didn't mind replacing them every couple of years. And I've also sent in a bunch of them to Manfrotto to be yeah. refurbished. Hmm. So last year I sent probably four tripods to Manfrotto so that I would have them sort of fixed up. Huh. And that was nice because then the tripods were refreshed. And yeah, glad that I did that. Saved me. So that's kind of a personal preference to say whether you invest in a little bit higher end so you don't have to keep replacing tripods as frequently or whether you say, oh, I don't mind replacing them or getting them refurbished. Uh, you know, you asked about, well, you know, why would somebody watch the videos? Mm -hmm. Maybe some might say, my, my wife might say, oh, this is as dull as dishwater, yeah. like, like moving the camera every eight to ten feet and repeat, repeat, repeat. But if you're thinking about buying a matter, if you're a real estate photographer and you're thinking yeah. about adding Matterport, probably what you want to know is about the workflow and what is it like doing the scanning. I mean, this room has a lot of dust also. Yeah. So we're going to do a little lens uh, blow after this because okay. I just think that this room in particular is, I'm trying to not kick anything up, um, but it's dusty. And so I'm noticing there are some little particles yeah. on the lenses. and. There's a fan in the camera, so you have to assume that if you're using it in a construction environment, the fan might suck in dust particles. There's going to be wear and tear on your device. Just keep that in mind. And yeah, it is a little bit boring to watch somebody do Matterport, I admit, but I think that, uh, you know, it is a... It's a good opportunity to to learn and to share best practices with yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, just simply watching where are you picking up the tripods mm -hmm. from? That, that you know, do I pick it up from one of the tripod legs? Do I pick it up from the inside? Mm -hmm. 
you know, all those little subtle things is, is kind of a reason to, you yeah. know, to watch, to see. Uh, I think one of the one of the things that we're not seeing yes. is that the that there's uh, stitching errors, and then all of a sudden you have to delete a scan, go back and rescan it. Right. Uh, 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 oh, sorry, I'm walking kind of fast. You're good. Yes. My my sense with a number of Matterport service providers that have Pro Three cameras uh, that upgraded from Matterport Pro Two camera mm -hmm. was oh look at that I'm having fewer alignment error problems. I'm having exactly. fewer errors of any kind. Let's do this, Dan, because I know that um, people want to know what's going to happen when we go outside. Yeah. So let's do this. Let's make our way from the living room. And remember, I just sort of jumped over like the front half of the house. Yes. We're cool. Like, it's no problem. Um, and then what I'm going to do is scan there. And then we'll go through the kitchen, and then it, it might see you in this. No, you're good. And then we're going to come through the kitchen, and we're going to basically make a beeline to go from here over through the kitchen, out the scullery, and then onto the to the pool deck. Uh, you've been doing this quite some time. Have you? Do you find that you still make cameo appearances in some of your Matterport tours by accident? Only in the glass. In the glass. Yeah, yeah. in the glass. And sometimes that can't be helped. Yeah, but then they gave us the blur feature, and so it's kind of not that big of a deal now. I don't find that it's that much of an issue. And then this is good timing because as we go past my, my, let me just, I have a thing about chairs looking like they're not tucked in. So we've made it this front part of the house. This is what we skipped, all that. Uh -huh. And then I'm going to go through the kitchen, out the door, and into the backyard. Thanks. I was hoping to make a cameo appearance in your uh -huh. $8 million Matterport digital twin of this $8 million listing. Yeah. Well. Thank you that you have confidence that I'm pretty good about staying outside of your scans. I think you're good. Yeah. I think you're fine, Dan. Yeah. May fall into one of the air conditioning traps you in the know, floor, but, yes, uh, but I'll stay out of your scan. There are traps, so you should be careful. Let's see if we can jump this far. That's definitely a push, but I would like to get outside as fast as we can. I've seen some of my colleagues go 40 feet, so that's not 40 feet, but should be fine. Like why I'm confident that it's going to work is because even though my scan is here, and I want to put it basically like over here. Uh, I'm having trouble seeing it because of the light. Maybe we can turn around this way. Sorry. So this is the scan. I did mm -hmm. one here in the yeah. room. One there. Still hard to see here. Let's yeah. go. Let's go over here. Okay, it's done. So it yes. should work aligning your scan. So I felt like I have enough data here that it'll recognize that that's the spot. And yep. it worked. Yeah, great. Thank you. Uh, but you can see that it's not a good distance of uh, space between the scans because I have all this black date, like lack of data underneath the scan. So I will need to continue to fill in a little more. Okay. Awesome. So Emily has been gracious enough to let me follow along as she scans this 13,000 plus square foot home.
three floors, three levels, two different staircases to go upstairs, downstairs, basement. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, cabana. We might make it to the yeah. cabana. Yeah. So, uh, uh, but unfortunately, before I knew Emily was coming to Atlanta, Anna and I had some social plans for tonight. So we're jumping around a little bit so that we can see some of em uh, some of Emily scanning on the main level of the house, scanning outdoors, doing some staircases. Uh, really, uh, Emily's been kind enough to accommodate my schedule so that I can get some it's all video. Good, yeah. It's all good. Uh, uh, but that's why we're jumping around a little bit as opposed to saying, well, why isn't Emily just staying in a straight line? I know, right? Uh, and then just continuing to build the little mini map of this entire floor. Exactly. And then I think Emily actually has some time challenges and may not get the whole house done. I probably won't get the whole house done, but I'll get close to the whole house done. And uh, it's really a matter of dark spaces won't be as relevant and... You know, you don't need to see every nook and cranny. Uh, some of the people who are like obsessed with the dollhouse will say like you could have just taken extra time to do that. But I feel like, like I said in the beginning, the idea behind this is having an impression of the space. Like that's the, that's really what you need is you need an impression of the space. You don't need full documentation of every so room. Th this house is obviously still under construction mm -hmm. um, what's the advantage of doing a, a matterport digital twin did i lose you um, yeah hold on now's the time where i have to open that door yeah okay uh, uh good and, and, in fact it's probably helpful to know if you don't open the door you, you might create a challenge for yourself yes. where you can't walk outside yeah exactly so uh it's a little bit hard to explain but you have data and mesh and that can cause a problem if oh you... oops i actually i was in that scan now yeah. to start over okay but yes uh see how long it takes to cancel the scan so that's really annoying. So you want to avoid that as much as possible. Yeah, so that's me contributing. To no, that, no, to I, that I was me because yeah. I, I was standing in the doorway. So, uh, so how important is it to do a Matterport virtual tour of a house that's actually under construction rather than waiting until the house is totally done? If you want to try and sell the house earlier, then you should do it while it's under construction. But I think a lot of people have a hard time visualizing uh, properties and spaces when they're under construction. So I'm just going to put one here. We'll go one, two, and out the door. So that's interesting. So when you're talking about an $8 million home, mm -hmm. and uh, I want to say the developer is estimated that it might take another $500,000 to finish mm -hmm, mm -hmm. this house completely. That and they've already it, put in a few million, I think. So yeah. if, if they can get offers now for the most money before the whole house is completed, then everybody may be happy. Exactly. And uh, as the developer talked about, uh, the carrying costs on a house like this uh, not being sold can be significant. So it may be uh, uh, super helpful to be able to do a Matterport digital twin now right? and sell the house now mm -hmm. and then even be able to have the house finished uh, custom to the buyer. Mm -hmm. Maybe they had a different thing in mind in terms of paint color, uh, uh, 
wall coverings, uh, window treatments, etc. And so uh, this may not be that unusual because the house is actually worth so much money that you might not do this with a $350,000 listing sure. that's being built, but for an $8 million listing. Right, why not? So this is the moment where even though the help, um, and I, I think I am going to blow the lens because as we go outside, it'll be more noticeable that if there's any kind of particle or dust on the lens, so hang tight. So. So what happens if you have dust? Uh, I, I have a lens cloth in my pocket, if that's helpful. Are you good? I think good? I'm just going to use a okay. blower. Or okay. Blower. So I use these. Yeah. So what happens if you don't get dust off the lens and it's bright sunlight outside? Mm, just more chance of solar flare. And like, I don't know if you can see, but there's there was like, and there's a little bit of lens fog we're going in out of we're going out to a a warmer more humid outdoors um might you have to let the camera sit for 15 minutes as we went from very cold to very hot humid you might but i don't think we will let's okay. see let's check our scan okay. but i don't see it fogging up on the inside yeah but you might i have heard that a hair dryer works really well for that okay we'll have so, to Ask our community, the Weekend Around Network Forum, yeah. if anyone has been using a hair dryer as they went from cold inside environment to hot, Let's, muggy, humid outdoor environment. Yeah, photographers do it. I don't know if anybody's used a hair dryer on a Matterport. Uh, have you used a, a hair dryer on a Matterport? I, I have, uh, in a previous life, early when I bought my Matterport yes. Pro camera, July of 2014, uh, I made a point of not putting the air conditioning on in the car oh. so that the camera was already at a temperature that was that was that I was most likely to encounter on my shoot. Got it. In order to avoid foggy lenses. I mean, I see a tiny bit of lens fog, maybe, but it's negligible. Okay. And let's just see if that scan took. And then this is where we would be anticipating a problem if there were lens fog. And I don't, I see a stitch line, but I don't see. Which is only on your preview. It's only on my preview. So Emily, you've been doing this a long time, which means you, there was a time when this preview was not available. Was the preview not available? Uh, I don't even remember that. I mean, yeah. it's been so, I've been doing this since 2015. So I can't recall when the preview showed up. Do you know when the preview showed up? I don't. I That's don't not recall. on my timeline of Matterport uh, like things. But if you if you have followed some of my videos, we do have we've gone over my Matterport timeline and it does have uh, sort of the evolution of the system and there's a lot of things that it's covering, but I, I don't know about that one. I don't know when that happened. Yeah, I, I I recall when I first started scanning, I my first couple of scans were huge spaces. Oh, really? You know, uh, 50,000 square feet. Uh, it was with not the, a, with it, the Pro One? With the Pro One, and I literally called Matterport on a Saturday, and yeah. that was the early days, and they took my call. Oh, oh my God. And they said, you know, we really never thought about someone shooting a space that big. Seriously? So we'll have to... 
have to get back to you, Mr. Smigrel. Uh, uh, we'll have to help you in post-production. So scan it as two scans, overlap your scans, and we will help stitch them together to create one Matterport wow. tour. That was the early days. But literally, what they told me on the Saturday was, really, you're doing a space that's that big? We were just thinking people were going to use this to scan houses. They didn't know. Oh, and that was before doing uh, two levels. And so the, when we started to do two levels, the, the Matterport scans, the hockey pucks, whatever, on your iPad, floor one and floor two overlapped. Right. So you mentally had to know what you were doing. Gosh forbid you were doing three floors because it meant you saw the scans only on one layer yeah. for first floor, second floor, and third floor. Now, wow. obviously early on, uh, Matterport realized, oh, houses are more than one floor. We'll have to deal with that. Okay, you see this sort of shape filling in here of the um, stonework or that is outlining the the mm -hmm. exterior. Mm -hmm. It's really beautiful. Yeah. It's so it's such a great it's a great design, and all of those shortcomings. How am I doing? Am I getting dusty? I love it. Okay, so all those shortcomings of the early days. How about my jeans? Are they staying clean? They're good. They're good. You look good. You'll be fine for dinner. Oh, um, I, I'll take a shower and change. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, uh, you know, these folks have it so good, right? These folks using it now. They have it so easy. Anyone who's starting now. Yeah. Uh, um, yes. It, it's like, oh, it's easy peasy, lemon mm -hmm. squeezy. It just works. You don't get alignment errors. You yeah. can see the mini maps for all the floors that you're on. You can easily mark windows, mirrors, uh, etc. cetera. Mm -hmm. and, uh, well, you've been through this, so yeah. the evolution of the technology. Exactly. One of the things that I think is still a bit of a mystery to me is when I'm scanning outdoors, I know that it's going to pick up the trees and I know it's going to pick up the exterior facade of the building, but I don't know since I'm only looking at it in a 2D mini map, it would be so rad, which I know it won't be possible, but because it has to process in the cloud first, but I would love to see how much of the foliage I'm actually, like, I wish I could grab this and make this 3D. You know, I would love to have more than a 2D view of the, um, of the mini map. That's like on my way. I wonder if that's possible. I, I don't you know? think so. No. I, I don't think it is. Um, and one of the reasons I don't think, and, and now we might want to walk around it. Okay. So I don't know if I can do that quick enough. This this will be good to see the camera rotate. Yeah, here we go. So I'm yeah. going to try and stay yeah, watch out. behind Emily. I don't I don't know if I can do that. Here we go. Yeah, you might have to jump over. All oh, here we go. Here we go. Jumping, jumping, I wish jumping. I had a... Going down the hill, down the <laughs> stairs, down the stairs, down the stairs, down the stairs. You're good. Oi, 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 oi. You're good, Dad. Well, of course, the Matterport Pro 1 camera, the Matterport Pro 2 camera. We're slower. They we're gave slower. you a little more. I'm out of breath. <laughs> okay, now let's see. Maybe we put one here. You think you could walk around it maybe yes. a little closer to me here? Yeah, okay. And then here, let's do that okay. again. Okay. Ready? Okay. It sometimes picks you up in the uh -oh. LIDAR, even oh, though oh, no, oh. no, no, not you, but okay. like it'll pick okay. it'll pick up the um the 
like the 3D mesh of you a little bit? Yes. Like, Actually, I think what it's going to see is see us in the picture of the water. Oh, yeah, maybe. The, in the, the reflection in the puddles, we you might. Think? We might. Maybe not. Maybe. That would be interesting. Here, put it, put it right in the water here. Okay. But I'm not concerned about that, okay, really. That's not my trip, huh? Wait, 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 wait. You know, we can go further. We can just go all the way over here. Okay. The amazing thing is there is a tennis court here someplace. There is a, he said a, a tennis there, court. There is a, well, there's, yeah, there's definitely. I thought there's a tennis court. Am I mistaken? No, I might be mistaken. No, I think you're correct. I just, we haven't seen it yet. It's so big. Now I am seeing, I wouldn't call it alignment issues yet that I would be concerned about, but I am seeing like, um some overlapping yeah. like some lines that are showing up in areas where i might not expect to see a line yeah we may not be able to see that with the glare oh uh, i'm sorry that's okay uh yes okay so we're seeing uh overlapping scans where the wall is showing up in a different place or that might be the upper wall yeah. and the lower wall again this is why for me, having a 3D yeah. view but my sense, will be beneficial. Emily, is when, when you process the scan, everything yeah. aligns, it's nice. It, it does give you maybe a little bit of a heart attack the first time you see that. And you go, right. oh, there, go looks like there looks like there's a shadow and the wall is being captured just slightly ajar totally. in two different scans. But generally, after you've done your first scan, you go, oh, it just works. That's okay. Yeah, and our shadows might show up in this, but... Again, there's so much else going on in the scene that yeah. the last thing I think anybody's that worried about is a uh, photographer's shadow. Yeah. But sometimes I do a big loop, like a huge loop yeah. around the camera so that I don't get my shadow in there either. Okay. But this is the hour of long shadows. Yeah. So you're more likely to have... Something has to give. Something's and, and gotta literally, give. Literally, unless you say, I'm only gonna do outdoor, when it's high noon, the sun is at the, the it's, uh, zenith, at its zenith, yeah. and there's no shadow. The shadow is flowing below the tripod. Uh, Correct. You know, that's the difference between someone who wants to make money or someone who wants to be an artist. If you want to be an artist, here, here and, we go. You're you're not necessarily going to be making money if you limit your outdoor shoots to the hour that the sun is at its zenith. No, you would never do that. That would be silly. That would not be a good uh, return on your time investment at all, I don't think. So how long have you had the Matterport Pro 3 camera and uh, what are your initial thoughts? When did it come out? August last year? Uh, feels like August of 2022. Yeah, August 2022. So I've had it since then. Yeah. Um, and I bought it right away. Didn't hesitate to buy it. And I'm glad that I have it. And they'll tell you that we may take a bigger loop here because of the water. So, okay. and we may show up in a reflection or two, but I'm not that worried about okay. it. Okay. But if we keep moving, I'm ready to sprint. Yeah. If we keep moving, we will be. It's like we are gonna ghost. We'll show up as a ghost in it, so it's not that big of a deal. Um, am I happy that I bought it? Yes. Do I do a ton of Pro 3 scans? No. I don't do a ton of Pro 3 scans because I don't like the hosting on it, if it's on my account. So you're talking about Matterport, Matterport. Classic, 
plan and Matterport doesn't yeah, allow yeah. the use so. of the Matterport Pro 3 camera with the Matterport Classic pricing, which goes back to 2019, which is a non-issue for anyone that's new planning to buy a Matterport Pro 3. You don't have a choice of, yeah. of uh, having a, um, uh, a grandfathered other. in account. Correct. But um, a lot of our clients have their own Matterport accounts. And so I use the Matterport Pro 3 primarily for uploading to my clients' accounts that already have a plan. Ah, so it really depends on some of your clients, mm -hmm. whether they have a classic plan as well. Then That's you're going to use a Pro 2 camera, uh, which unfortunately means you're, you're not taking advantage of the outdoor capability of the Pro 3. Right. You'd, just, but, you'd have to just do it like with the uh, Cortex conversion. But it is what it is. And if your clients want you uploading to their Matterport classic pricing plan, then yep. you're going to use your Matterport Pro 2 camera. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's not that big of a, of a deal um, to have Matterport Pro 3 pricing plan and the classic plan, or just, you could have just the Pro 3 plan, I guess, if you switch to Pro 3s, but we're not, um, we're also not doing as much Matterport scanning as we used to, to be honest. Uh-huh. Um, we used to do a lot, I'm gonna kind of walk through this tiny little puddle here. Okay. Are you okay with that? Yes. I. I'm, He's prepared. I am ready to dance through the raindrops of the. Okay, so. Am I allowed to splash? No splashing. No splash. You're fine. Again, proof that you could you could wear anything and uh, scan with Matterport. I have worn hazmat. Let's just talk though. Like I've worn hazmat suits. I've uh, had to wear um, like electric uh, proof like full on shop floor type boots. Yeah. So, I mean, there are certain scans where you really have to be well protected. This property, I had a feeling was gonna be pretty easy as far as like level you have, you have, of Not leaving dirt. as much time between uh, where the uh, the edge of the- Sorry. The water is here, yeah. but- Yeah, no, uh, no. Okay, here, just okay, let's I'll be, be careful. Good. Okay. Be good, don't fall in. Okay. Don't fall in. Okay. I think the worst thing that's going to happen to you out here is a mosquito bite. Okay, that's good. So <laughs> I was wearing my blue booties, and I think now that I'm going through the water, I think You're I'm going to I'm going to take my shoes off when I go back into the house because the floors are are actually very nice. And I don't want to damage the floors. You won't damage the floors, but that's nice of you. Yes. Okay, so we are getting to the point where we've scanned almost more outside than we've scanned inside. So I think that's good. We'll just. Uh, let's see, we want to go another when, few minutes out here, Dan. Okay, and then maybe do some stairs yeah. inside to see you adjusting the camera. So yeah. maybe not, maybe another 15 minutes. Maybe or, 10 more minutes out here, maybe five more minutes. Do the stairs and we'll finish up there. Yeah, okay. I don't want to go, I don't think I need to go in Yes, there. okay, so we're not going to do the pool house. No, I'll maybe get to the front there, but it, it looks quite like there's a lot going on in there. Okay. And I don't know that we need to show all that. You can see it from the outside and you can see there's a fireplace. I think that's really, that's good. And here, here, I'll leave a little bit more space Thank so you. you don't have to go tumbling down the stairs. Yes. I mean, I feel like I'm seeing a lot of Atlanta in a short amount of time. And uh, not a lot of people do this, but you know, like roll into town and then start shooting a mansion. Yes. Did you yeah. get a chance to stop at Pond City Market? I did. I went for a walk. Thanks to your recommendation, I went for a walk on the Beltline Belt this morning, line. and I saw two girls, twins, 
with like little workout outfits on. And I asked him, I was like, do these, like, how do I get, I saw like a bridge that said Beltway. And so I was like, hey, is there a place to walk up here? And they were like, yeah, it looks really sketchy, but come on up. And then they showed me where to go. Let's see if I can make this jump. Yeah, the Atlanta Beltline is- Oh, Beltline, yeah. Uh, is, is one of the sights to see in Atlanta. Think of it as a loop around Oh, that one didn't Atlanta. work. That was our first error. Did we have an error message? Yeah, scan alignment didn't work. So I couldn't, uh, sorry, it, it actually already went off the screen. Uh, but okay. um, so our, we have to go back up. Okay, so that's pretty good, Emily, because you've only had one scan error in the whole time that we've been scanning. And I would say if you're doing a Matterport Pro 2 camera indoors, yeah. you would have had more alignment errors. And certainly you couldn't have done this. No. Uh, Let's also look at some of the reasons for why. With a Pro 2, for example, this would have happened as well. Um, and one of the reasons is that I'm imagining is that as you can see the range of the camera, if you think of it scanning 3D objects in a plane, um, right now it has almost nothing around it. It has just the ground, right? And so there are no walls. There's just the stuff down here for it to align to. So let's see if placing it where we were, again, if we get a better outcome, we may have to um, scoot back closer to these yeah. stairs. So that's a, that's Here, a, let's see if it yeah, works. That, that's a good point. So uh, from scan to scan, it, it, works. it works. So Matterport is looking for common points of, uh, to intersect to say, ah, I see these same points in the previous scan, so this is how I align it. When you're scanning outside, you don't have the benefit of the walls, the ceiling. You have so, just the single plane, yeah, usually. So. And then a little bit of variation, but then the camera might start to see repetitive features like stairs, walls, uh, reflective surfaces like rain. Um, those may start to throw the camera off. And those would just be based on, like, I don't know that that's scientifically accurate, but that would be my thought. Yeah. That's what I would think. Okay. And let's see if it was able to make that jump. Sure. We're here now. And there's the pool house. So probably, I could probably walk on this sand. Let's see. It looks like a little hard packed. So it looks all right. Now here, I'll definitely want to drop this down just a touch. And, uh, but we'll have to like walk around this. Are you ready? Ready. Okay. Okay, no sand between my toes so far. <laughs> but man, a hard rain would... So I, I've shot on a construction sand. site and, and that does require a whole set of uh, equipment and gear, special mm -hmm. shoes, special vest, special hard hat. So uh, it's something to keep in mind uh, if you are shooting. I, I, I'm guessing because you came right from a meeting that you didn't stop to, to bring water and snacks, but that you would normally do that. I have a little power bar in my bag, but I'm really not hungry because the food at the event was so good. I had authentic, not your mama's uh, mac and cheese. Oh, and trademark of Atlanta. Yeah, not your mama's mac and cheese. I had so many good things to eat that I honestly was like, I'm not even hungry. Oh, that's, so that's awesome. Okay, let's do one more in here. Okay. I, I lied about uh, scanning here. And then we'll go to the stairs, okay? Okay. So uh, uh, since it is hot, certainly recommended. Uh, oops. Oh, 
Sorry, I think I just left. You my, lost your uh, my, I lost my booty in your in your shot. <laughs> well, I suppose it goes with the ambience of the space. It does. It goes with the ambience of the space. Now, if I wanted to make this an extra special, uh, like three D model, one thing I could do, Dan, and I just realized is that I thought we needed a bridge to cross over, but right behind you is a pathway to get to there but i'll continue that after you take off okay um because so that's I think... that's the lagoon or the swimming pool mm -hmm. uh, obviously that'll be look beautiful when finished and really will be one of the main selling points of the home is to be able to exactly. look out from that floor to ceiling uh window in the living room and uh look out on just sur totally surrounded by trees and the uh, lagoon uh, in the heart of Atlanta. So epic, so epic. Okay. All right, let's go. Inside? Okay, we're back inside and we're about to tackle this absolutely, you know, incredible feature of the home, which is the spiral staircase to go upstairs. And so I brought my camera back in from doing the exterior, doing the lagoon and the pool. And so I just want to show you guys how I tackle stairs. So we're going to do one scan here because we were outside. And so it's a really big difference of distance from there to here so we just need to make sure that the uh, that the camera aligns properly uh, or we may need to rescan from the foyer so let's just see if we can we can get it to remember where it is and then we'll go up the stairs but we are now at 53 scans this in the previous versions of the camera would have taken 150 scans and three or four times longer yeah yeah we would have maybe done the as much of so, so one of the nice things with the pro 3 camera is you, you don't need to go seven to ten feet you, you can have great uh distance between scans if that's appropriate boom right there yeah we're right there so yeah. we're good so i'm going to place my tripod at the base of the stairs and we'll just disappear on the corner like we normally do Thanks for watching, by the way, because um, is it, it can't see you, right? Nope. Yeah, thanks for watching because this is something that I've been doing since 2015. And uh, I have shot many, many, many spaces, all kinds of spaces. Uh, I've shot, you know, homes like these, luxury properties. I've shot really not great properties that are small and unimpressive. And so it's nice to be able to have the experience to tackle any kind of space. And I do think that the, that the Matterport cameras now, pretty much like, I can't think of a property that you wouldn't be able to scan with. Yeah, them. how's your strategy with the stairs? Okay, what so- are you, What are you gonna do and why? Well, I think that this is just the way that we were originally told to do it, but just for navigation, uh, you wanna go every four stairs. So if I have a scan at the stair landing, and then I want to go four. So I count with the, this one here. So this is one, two, three, four. And remember to keep your um, back legs with two in the back for stability. And then you're just bringing your, your tripod down and then leveling it. And we talked about, you know, we talked earlier about when you change camera heights. So this is exactly when you change camera heights. It's great if you can keep one of the legs the same, but um, if you're ever uncertain, like maybe 
you're doing a spiral staircase. Like I just shot a spiral staircase in Mill Valley, California. It was very steep. And I wasn't sure if these, if the camera was stable enough. So what I will do is here, Dan, I'll show you. So what I'll do is I'll actually just start the camera and stand here and just make sure this is like the one time I will waste, waste time, but I'll waste time just to make sure nothing, no shake is happening or no instability issues are happening. Okay. And it's worth noting you have, as you mentioned, of the three legs, two are downhill. Yeah. One is uphill. Yeah. Uh, you used one scan just to make sure that there wasn't any stability issues. Like half a scan. And yeah. because these staircases is wide enough, and this is a luxury that you won't need to collapse this the tripod, Tiny. lower lowering the tripod in order to have the uh, the distance between the feet. Uh, not exceed the distance of the staircase. So this is a, kind of a nice luxury of a staircase. This plus, is so easy. <laughs> plus it also means that once you've set your height on that short leg, yeah. you can go right up the stairs totally exactly. without any issues. Exactly. Once you set it, yeah. it's usually going to be consistent all the way upstairs. Yeah. And uh, we do have a member in the We Get Around Network Forum that did a lighthouse. So uh, if you, it's, uh, you know, you, it's all doable. Uh, and that's kind of neat. If you go to the, we get around network forum, you can see a lighthouse in St. Simon's Island. Oh, uh, awesome. And that, but that was shot with the Matterport pro one camera, mm. uh, Matterport pro three camera would have made that easy peasy. Oh my God. Yeah. They shot it with the pro one. Yeah. You know, oh. it's, it's kind of like, uh, you say, Oh, you know, what, what kind of, what kind of creative challenge can I can I do today with my Matterport camera and lighthouse certainly was I think that it's not even you that determines the challenge it's like your clients are going to come at you with crazy yeah. spaces well that, that that was more of a like a creative exercise to say could I actually do a lighthouse just, just like people say oh can I do a cave with yeah. a Matterport and so I think some of the early people that did caves it wasn't necessarily a client, but they had a friend or colleague that yeah. had access to a cave and said, yeah, sure, come on, you know. Oh, for mining, like, underground, yeah. for all of those reasons, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. And I think that this camera would perform even better. Uh, low light, we talked about traveling light, so I didn't bring any lights with me. We're definitely losing some light here yeah. as the clouds rolled in. So um, there are lots of third-party software solutions where we can adjust the exposure to our Matterport model if we want to. So, where would you put the lights on a Pro 3? Good question. I probably wouldn't, to be honest. Okay. Um, you've only got really a couple of choices. You'd have to no, mount I it here. I don't think so. I, but I, I, where I do you put it? I don't know. Uh, well, with the Matterport Pro 2 camera, uh, Emily, what, what I would do when I went outside and scanned, yeah. I'm going to try and pass you if I could. Sure. Is, uh, I took my iPhone and I used it to kind of dither in light just like you would in a dark room if there's any photographers that remember. Flashing a light? Uh, dithering it, meaning taking the, your... Can I Yes, I'm, I'm out of the shot. It's just shaking your iPhone so that it didn't burn in light in one particular spot. Oh. And it's just like waving it behind the camera. Yeah. And the camera's not seeing uneven light. It's right. just seeing there's light there. Wow. And uh, that, I had success doing that. Wow. 
Uh, you know, space like this, if this wasn't lit, it might not be unreasonable to go to Home Depot, get contractor lights, lights yeah. and say, okay, it's part of the texture of a construction site. And uh, right. who cares that you got construction lights uh, lighting up the space so that you can do an unfinished space that doesn't have lighting. Okay, maybe uh, last one, and then we can do a 360 outside. Okay. What do you think? Okay. Since we're, we haven't shown the 360 yet, we've only been showing the Pro 3. Okay. I think that would be okay. nice to show people, and then we can take a 360. Okay, so you're going you're gonna, to, you went up every four steps, and when you get to the top end, you're going to also do one at the very top of the land. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Best that practices. Way you can, best practices. That way you can, you can see where the next scan is. Um, outdoors, it's fine if it's bigger. Jumps. Okay, so you have one more scan really to do here, so here at the top of the landing. That's right. Every so often, I've heard that like people have had, um, if they've been doing heavy scanning with this, like this will get loose. So, Dan, just check it out. So, this mount will get loose. So, I, and after you've done a number of rotations, just check it. Make sure you're on there tight. You just did, and it tightened, didn't it? Well, it it, it went like a millimeter. A and then bit. this this moved too. That was me moving this. Okay. But below this mount. Okay. So just I would just be sure it, that you're. Uh, in fact, it. if you go to we get around that work form and you look for the tag section, yeah. uh, there's a tag called Matterport Pro Three Problems. Oh. And so anything like that, we're. The mount has gotten loose or mm -hmm. someone felt like they had a defective connector mm -hmm. or there was a problem with the batteries. Mm -hmm. uh, they're all documented in the We Get Around Network forum mm -hmm. and there's a tag for that. So just go into tag, search okay. like Pro 3 Trouble Problem mm -hmm. and okay. you'll find it. Okay. Great. So we're going to actually go back outside here. Yeah. So we're going to take the camera back outside and then we can wrap up our tutorial slash day on on location uh just showing everybody uh how we do this and you're being extra careful with your six thousand dollar camera as you walk down the stairs and, and balancing a book on my head oh my gosh emily uh, we just finished hours of doing Matterport and yes. DSLR photography this eight million dollar two acre home in the middle of Atlanta. We uh, found rooms we didn't even know existed. <laughs> uh, it's true. In fact, I, I got here a little bit before you. I went yeah. searching and then I, I said, Emily, I know I saw a bathtub here, this ginormous <laughs> bathtub. Oh, and that's probably only one that's been installed so far. But that's right. Anyway, thank you so much for being a guest, my guest on WGAN TV on location in Atlanta to bring us this how to use digital assets to help sell a $8 million listing that's still in under construction. Exactly. You know, the property was purchased in 2021. They're trying to sell it in 2023. I hope that what we created today, and thank you, Dan, for coming along and, you know, basically like documenting my thinking out loud as I scanned this property and as I did the DSLR photography. Um, and you know, my thinking out loud about how I am approaching this property so that I can help 
the realtor, help the owner, the developer, the investors uh, be able to return on their investment sooner rather than later. So we are going to basically use all of the media at our disposal to come up with a strategy now. And I can't wait to use this uh, for marketing and for helping sell this house. Yes. In fact, I'm going to give you one more spin on that because I could imagine that a potential buyer of this $8 million house, mm -hmm. as super geeky as this video has been, <laughs> specifically for real estate photographers that either do or are thinking about using a Matterport Pro 3 camera. This guy right here. That we still could have a potential buyer watching the video all to the end. And the, and the question is, where do I find all the digital assets? Yeah that you took today. Exactly, and as we learned when we were talking to the owner and developer, uh, this house has actually been measured four different times at four different stages of the process. And now we have a new as-built, and so that is valuable information and data for the owner as well. So maybe as a closing gift to them, uh, this scan will have yet another lifetime or another life as a, a design and planning document. So uh, where do you go see the Matterport uh, digital twin, the DSLR photos, anything else that you've created today? The oh, address is? The, uh, the address again for those watching is 1890 West Paces Ferry Road in Atlanta, Georgia. You can check out all of the content that we will be creating for this on the Hopscotch Interactive YouTube channel, on our website, hopscotchinteractive.com. And we'll also probably be doing a much longer in-depth blog post and a uh, you know having additional information on Instagram as well. So we'll be teasing it out over time. And, uh, and and just like digital twins, we're kind of a digital twin. So in addition to this video airing on Hopscotch Interactive YouTube channel, yes. also airing on WGAN TV on location. For Emily, I'm Dan Smigrod, founder of the We Get Around Network Forum, and you've been watching WGAN-TV on location. And uh, thank you, Dan, for having me on WGAN. Again, it is such a pleasure to collaborate with you. Thank you for all the opportunities you give to me and to the community. I'm just so grateful that you know, you've dedicated so much of your time and your passion for these technologies so that other people can learn. And I'm happy to share with all of you. So please don't hesitate to contact me. And thank you so much. Hopscotchinteractive.com and we get around network forum, all one word, dot com. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks. Bye.